for another episode of the Trailer Island Podcast. I am your host, Alex, joined by... Matthew. And Steve. How are you going? Very well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Well, that's very good. Um, this week, we have a request. Oh, we do. It's finally happened, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. If you if you have a request, please you know don't feel worried and you know, send yeah, us in a message. People could stop send, uh, sending us requests to stop. That'd be lovely. <laughs> oh yes. So so yes, don't worry about the requests to stop doing this yeah, podcast. Just, just please to keep to going would be would be lovely because they make <laughs> us they, they really soothe our sort of self-conscious. This train is rolling, yeah. baby. We've actually had a few requests so far. Um, this is going to be the first one that we're going to address, maybe another one in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, but this one's come out of Melbourne. Yes, we've got a listener in Melbourne. Amazing. Yes, Alex in Melbourne, not me. Just another Alex has, uh, has requested this. There's more than one? Believe it or not, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? This is... Actually, you know, I haven't done an intro <laughs> to a movie yet. No, wait, I've yeah, always, I've I've always with it? Hey? You've gotten away with it? Yeah, so far. Because yeah. oh. I've just been, you know, just pointed to one of you and you've started talking. Would you like to introduce today's film, Alex? I would. Are we watching? <laughs> uh, it's, it's a really long name too, so I'm going to stuff it up. <laughs> it's the Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga? Yes. Yeah, yeah right. that's it. <laughs> Yay. Ever since we were children, we've had one dream. Winning the Eurovision Song Contest. All right, everyone. This is Secret. We are Fire Saga. Who wants to hear Eurovision song? Officially, Fire Saga will be representing Iceland at Eurovision this year. I hate them. Absolutely terrible. They're old, disgusting people. But we have no choice. So we're in. Yep. That was the trailer for Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Why did they give it such a long title? That was a very, very long title and also yeah. quite a long trailer. The full trailer, which probably you know, you're not able to hear because we have to cut out because there's a bunch of music in there, mm -hmm. runs for over three minutes. It's a Netflix film and I'm wondering whether it just doesn't matter. I mean, all um, they're doing is they're launching it on their own platform. I, I think the fear, I think the fear of any comedy film with a trailer is is putting the best jokes in in the trailer. And when you have a trailer that's three minutes long, I suppose it's more likely that you're going you know, there are going to be more jokes in there. So there are going to be more jokes that are perhaps not fresh when you actually watch the film. So I suppose perhaps. my question with that is, like, this was due to be released in cinemas. Oh, well, oh okay, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, okay, but because of Corona, because of pandemic. They obviously change platforms. Yeah. So, uh, where we we were watching the Netflix trailer there, weren't we? That's right. Yes. So that was sort of designed for us to be you know, scrolling through network Netflix and then sort of stumble upon that trailer and sort of try and induce us. I'm guessing I, I I didn't watch the the cinematic trailer, but that I assume that would be around about the usual length, 90 seconds? Perhaps, but I mean, I didn't find it. And the trailer that I'm going based off of that is the one that automatically plays. And I think it was on the home screen of Netflix for a little while. Just to sort of set the tone of what this is, in case you couldn't tell from the trailer, it's a Will Ferrell comedy, mm -hmm. also starring Rachel McAdams of The Notebook fame is sort of... Spotlight. Oh, she was in that. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. wonderful in that. She's someone I always recognise and then can never remember what film she's been in. I think she's one of my favourite actresses. 
So what, what else has she been in then? She's been as well. Like, she's been in Doctor Strange. Oh, and she is yeah. just <laughs> she's amazing sorry. in Mean Girls as well. Mean Girls is terrific, and Rachel McAdams. Oh my god, it's that. yeah. I have not seen Mean Girls. I have not seen that. Steve, you're opening me up to a world of things I didn't realise I knew about Rachel McAdams. <laughs> She's also in Game Night, which is a really, really great comedy from a couple of years ago. Is that That's a Will Ferrell film as well, isn't it? It is not. Who's in that? Jason Bateman. I don't think I've seen that then. I must be it's a really good. Okay. Good. Good. Well, <laughs> this has been great. I'm just sitting here going, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, I guess when you would look at this in the first place and go, okay, it's a Will Ferrell comedy. And I think a lot of us in the general populace are quite aware of his comedies. So we've seen Anchorman. Whereas Talladega Night, Step Brothers, The Other Guys. Yep. Um, yeah, Anchorman as well. Uh, that was 10 years ago now, though. You know? No, it wasn't. It was, was yeah. Anchorman 10 years ago? The other guys was like the most recent sort of Adam McKay, Will Ferrell, couple, uh, what's, what's the word? <laughs> uh, collaboration. And that was 10 years ago. That was 2010. So this, one thing that I found about this is that I don't think that it was as an in-your-face build. You know, when they're billed as a Will Ferrell comedy, you're going to get him the entire time doing stupid stuff. He definitely felt more like a. He was part of the ensemble in this, and like he is the protagonist along with Rachel McAdams' character. Yeah, but I have to agree, it wasn't all about him. Yeah, well, they so these two play not brother and sister, which <laughs> seems to be an ongoing joke throughout the thing. They're in Iceland, Iceland. Yeah, and their characters' names are Sigrid and Lars, and they are a singing duo. Middle-aged singing Middle-aged duo. singing duo. And yeah. Will Farrow's character, Lars, has a beautiful, long, blonde, <laughs> wig hair thing going on. <laughs> and their dream is to make it into the Eurovision Song Contest. Mm-hmm. Eurovision in itself, as Australians, probably a, you know, a lot more now, but we weren't aware of how hyped... Eurovision is as a thing. I I have to admit, even just before I watched this film, and I I obviously knew what Eurovision was, but I didn't realise how big it was even today. I mean, it's not something I've ever watched or really been that interested in, but then I sort of, wow, there's, in Europe and even in America, it seems to be there's quite a following for it. It's quite a big deal. And this movie was definitely trying to uh, capital... Capitalise on it, cannot speak to And And talking about that, just talking about the title of the film and how long it is... I'm assuming that Eurovision were involved in the making of this film. It was going to be released on the same day as Eurovision yeah, this year. Yeah, because the fact that they've, you know, they, I feel like they were just going to call it the story of Fire Saga and then Eurovision said, no, we've got to get Eurovision in there. So oh, it's yeah. this really long, clunky title, maybe just as an advertising thing, maybe, I don't know. That's interesting because I didn't think of it as a marketing ploy. Yeah. I actually went into it and really enjoyed it as a comedy film. I felt actually had quite a lot of heart in it. It wasn't as slapstick as it could have been played. Like it could have been a parody of Eurovision itself. But yeah, what it came across as to me is that it tried to capture the feeling that a lot of the world has that we just don't understand stuff about. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, like there are sequences in this film. So in this film, Eurovision's been hosted in Scotland. Mm-hmm. So when they're all in Scotland there and there are actual Eurovision acts that turn up for musical numbers and it's yeah. clearly there's this kind of cross pollination going on. Which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. Sometimes you're kind of aware of we've stopped the film to have a song 
kind of thing. <laughs> I definitely feel and like get, and, and get as many cameos in as possible of real people. And then suddenly you cut back to Will Ferrell. It's like, that was really disjointed. It's definitely a lot of kind of promotion, I think, going on. Mm. In if that film. sing-along part wasn't in the film, it would have had no... Well, effect on yeah, it whatsoever film, i feel like for a comedy the film is actually a bit long it's it's just over two hours for what the story is as well i would suggest perhaps it could have been a more 90 minute kind of film oh yeah because the story doesn't really have too many surprises i had to in that sing-along part in the film i had to sort of ask like <laughs> Okay, I'm assuming these are all cameos of people mm. who've performed in Eurovision. And not until later I was talking to someone else and they're like, yeah, didn't you see that person and that person and that, oh, that person with the violin's amazing. The only person I really recognised was the beardy man lady. Conchita Worst, yeah. I remember her. I did spot that sing-along sort of thing coming and I was like, I'm guessing that these people are... are part of Eurovision and I immediately hit the fast forward button. <laughs> oh really? Uh, yeah. Oh god. And I was like, okay, so have I missed any like major plot points? I don't think I have. It really doesn't I mean I don't like I get what I get why it's there. It, it is this kind of celebration of what Eurovision is, but it doesn't serve the film in terms of character arcs, plot. For me what the heart of it was 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 Lars trying to earn the respect of his father, which to me was probably the biggest kind of thing really in the film in terms of actual emotional depth, really. And his dad, um, Eric or Ericsson, I think his name is. I think just it's Eric. Eric Ericsson. Eric Eric. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Eric Ericsson. Played by? Um, played by Pierce Brosnan. And he's great in this. I thought he was actually the best thing about it. He plays a really good kind of salty sea dog. He just, he, I don't know. He just, he just kind of just slipped. I feel like he just turned up and just did that. And he went, cool, great. I'll take the money and go. But it kind of works really well. Um, I, I didn't mind him being in that. So I thought that in terms of story, I, I think I would have liked a bit more focus perhaps on the father-son relationship because I thought when they did focus on that, it was really good and I would have liked more of that. I think it's interesting we talked about Jojo Rabbit last last week and just how well he combines the, the happy, sad cinema, as you called yeah. it, comedy with heart. And I just I didn't get that feeling from this movie whatsoever. I thought it was like, it, it's a really good contrast to have where you've got Jojo Rabbit, where it's touching on some really, really deep subjects, but it's still got that really lightheartedness to it. And for me, with this film, a lot of the the, the, the emotional bits and, and even the jokes just weren't landing for me whatsoever. There were probably only a few moments in this film where I legitimately had a good belly laugh. Um, for me, it was a chuckle film. So it made me chuckle. It didn't make me laugh. There were some of the more absurd moments... The elves, like like the elves, and also the bot, the boat exploding, which is which is not a spoiler because it's quite early in the film. So the so so the part of the plot is so that the plot is they've got all of the acts who are going to be qualifying qualifying yeah. to go to Eurovision to stand out uh, for Iceland to perform as Iceland, and they all of them get invited to this after party except for the two the fire our two saga, yeah. um, fire saga and. And the and the boat so they're all and it's, again it just reminded me of Johnny English but they're they're sort of quite sad having this moment on the dock going oh you know maybe next year we'll try again and then the boat just explodes and showers them in gore and body parts yeah. and I have to like it's it's 
black comedy, but I have to admit, I lost it. I thought that was hilarious because <laughs> it's so out of the blue. I did not see it coming at all. I thought, yeah, that's really funny because now suddenly they're the only act that Iceland have got, so they have to go through. And I did like where they had they um, the next day. The, um, the the committee, the government committee, mm-hmm. who are sort of talking about it, going, oh, but we we can't send them. They're awful. They're terrible. We hate them. We hate them. But they're the only ones. And then the camera just pans, and they're they're in the room with them, going, so so guys, I guess you're going. And they've been saying all these horrible things about <laughs> them, and they've been in the room the whole time. I thought that was quite well put together. Whether it says something about my mood on the day, but <laughs> but just the really simple comedy visual cues with nothing nothing slapstick, just. Very basic, simple things that were funny that I just thought were hilarious. Like just the timing of some of the things was fantastic. Like there's a moment where he's reflecting, well, literally talking to his reflection. Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) In a fountain and his reflection starts talking back to him. And like it's just it was just silly, but I thought it was hilarious. And whether it was the comedy that I needed to see at the time, <laughs> like I could, you can switch off and just sit back and enjoy the film. It definitely is a, a no, a no effort exerted sort of film. Something you'd sort of chuck on and not have to think about too hard. I definitely felt exactly the same way once the film had finished. That at, like I did before the film started, like it didn't sort of change my life or anything. But that's not a bad thing. I don't think it's trying to. It's just meant to be a funny film. And I think that's we were given exactly what we were promised. Yeah, like absolutely. Said, we're going to give you a film. It's about these two silly characters trying to get into Eurovision Song Contest. And it's exactly what we got. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to agree. Um, but we touched on the elves before. And, and there are quite a few good sort of little motifs they, mm-hmm. they do actually sort of set up along the way. Uh, it's also the brother-sister thing is a reoccurring joke. Like, they're not brothers and sisters, but you kind of go, but are they? So I thought it did actually, some of the reoccurring jokes I thought were actually quite good. And, and I got a, a bit of, especially the elves, they were great. There was a, there's a good payoff with the elves, which I won't spoil. But it's I do wish that there was more. Yeah, I just wish, I have to agree. I loved it so much. I thought, why didn't you do more with this? You could have done so much more uh, without, well, I don't suppose it matters if I say who it is, but there's, there's a ghost character that sort of appears yes, God, yeah. as a kind of moral compass, I think. And they kind of skew that a bit, like the ghost is kind of there at the wrong time so she's not really or they're not really any good like they, well, they, they, say, they tried their best but it's like <laughs> you're it's already happened what are you doing it's like oh all right i guess i'll go then you know it's you know pandering to the trope of yeah these things that are meant to help along the way it was like well no actually like we've already done all of that talking of of tropes um the one thing i did know about eurovision is obviously they always have very extravagant set pieces and costumes and stuff like that so the character they've got played by dan stevens and i've forgotten his name um dan stevens who plays alexander yes alexander who is the russian contestant dan stevens has been in quite a few things i think he started in um, Downton Abbey mm-hmm. and, and, and Legion as well and he's in a he's few the other beast things in Beauty and the Beast and he plays Alexander the Russian thing and, and he's I think a bit of a comment on the kind of really flamboyant kind of yeah. characters you can uh, see appear at Eurovision and I thought he actually played it quite well he's, I don't know if that's him actually singing I'm assuming it is him actually singing I mean uh, the, the, the question with that is um, did he sing in Beauty and the Beast if he did I'm guessing he would have sung for yeah, this as well yeah that's my only cue there is that if he's in if he's been in two musicals now I guess he can sing anyway beside the point is he's actually quite good in the film as sort of a side character I thought he was quite enjoyable I mean I did have to yeah I was I was pretty impressed I did have to look up who he was after the film and he's quite the the talented young man he's, he's been about yeah and he I couldn't quite work out who the 
bad person was in this film. And I thought it was him for the longest time. Isn't that the government minister? It, and but, yeah, but it, 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 it's, it's sort of a few people like mildly against... There's, yeah, there's not a real antagonist. I, I think maybe... Maybe they are themselves. I, say, I think they're probably... They do enough damage to themselves throughout the film that maybe they are yeah. their own antagonists. I, mean, um, I would have said the government minister and I thought like his motives... Yeah, that was one of the funnier parts of the film as well. He was definitely one of the funny parts, but again, similar to the elves, I think if they're going to have that kind of, and he was a great character, but he he should have been more present. He he was very much sidelined, I think, and and because uh, he's played by um, I did look it's up it's Mikael Persbrandt playing Victor, who Carlson, was also in um, Bad Education, uh, Sex Education. Oh, sorry, so Sex se- Education. And I think he's in The Hobbit as well. Really? As, as um, Bayon. I believe. I'll look it up. Um, uh, while, while you're looking that up, so we're doing well with well, no, I'm yeah, doing well right, with character yeah. names. But um, he turns and, um, up, he's a werebear. Yeah, he's uh, Bayon, the yeah. um, the shape changer. Um, but he's he's uh, he's a very good character in this as the government minister who doesn't want Iceland there because he thinks the budget can't afford to I host Europe. If if the in the off chance that, yeah, that they Iceland win, wins, yeah. it means they have to host. This. And he's like, like well, we yeah. can't afford this. If, if we do this, I mean, we won't be able to afford it. And then everyone will look at me and it'll all be my fault. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I thought that was really funny, but I just wish he was more present. Well, because I, they addressed something about him stuffing up something to do with the financial situation yeah, a decade what, ago. Yeah, but we never find but out. But then you never find out what yeah. that is. And I, when you get an actor who clearly is quite enjoying the part, mm-hmm. it's a shame that you didn't get to see more of him. Because like, he definitely is having fun with it. Mm-hmm. He, he, very, yeah. he very much plays the very... The straight person to yeah, play off that's right. all these other characters to play off. But I think, yeah, we could have probably done with more of him. I mean, they yes, had two hours. Well, that's what, it. For what what two hours, I would have liked more Pierce Brosnan and uh, more of the government minister would have been nice. <laughs> bureaucracy. <laughs> bureaucracy. Matthew's yeah. favourite thing in film. Father figures and That's why you love The Phantom Menace so much. Yeah, I love all the talking and politics <laughs> and, and the walking and talking. It's brilliant. <laughs> Steve, you're a bit worried that we weren't going to have much to talk about this film. You had your trepidation. Oh, well, personally, I I felt like I didn't have a lot to talk about with this. Like like I said, it's 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 comfort food, and it, it it's going to fill a spot. I did actually watch this while I was eating, and that may have helped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I like there's nothing out of the ordinary for this film at all. I mean, it, it's I would say it's probably one of Will Farrell's weaker films, but it, it's yeah, pretty much by the books sort of a competition sort of film. I probably I've, yeah. I've seen this sort of thing before with like Mighty Ducks or you know name another sport film. I do have to admit he's not the thing that stood out to me in this film. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of other stuff did, but he was not the sta- even though he's sort of the centerpiece of this. He he wasn't the one that oh, Dan Stevens a, is probably best on ground. Yeah, and Rachel McAdams I thought did a really really good job. I think I've seen I've, um, I've seen Rachel McAdams give better comedic performance. Um, yeah. I discussed earlier Game Night. I felt like she was uh, a lot better in that comedy. Sure, sure. Um, and she sort of filled a similar comedic role in that as well. Yeah. In being a supporting voice. Talking of, 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 of my standouts though, is I really enjoyed the production of this. I thought it was shot incredibly well. Yeah. Um, there's a lot, of, it reminded me a lot of um, sort of the wonderful landscape shots in, in Lord of the Rings. Um, like they've, they've set this in Iceland and Scotland, which gives them a great excuse to get these beautiful landscape shots. And they also play it sometimes for, for comedy. There's a bit where um, 
uh, they're still in Iceland and, and Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams don't think they're going to go. And he yells out in frustration and it causes a glacier to collapse. Mm. And I thought, that's really funny. Like, that was really, <laughs> really cool. But they definitely, they, they've shot it really well. It, it's, it's, uh, it, looks, it looks phenomenal. It it does look there's that nice, bit where they're yeah. like, oh, I guess this place is wonderful. And like these whales <laughs> go yes, bounding right. out of the ocean. And yeah. they're like, eh. yeah, I guess it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get to the competition side of things. And I don't know if they've built that set or they were just on the set of Eurovision. Because it looks good. Because it looks amazing. And the production value that's gone into that is insane. If this was originally meant for um, theatrical release, it would have had a, you know, a a nice theatrical size budget to go with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So they probably could have, could have afforded to just rent a theater space or the theater they used for Eurovision and just for <laughs> two weeks or whatever and, and shoot the movie. But it does look good. They, they, regardless of whether or not it's real or not, in terms of the actual Eurovision set, it does look really nice. And I liked Graham Norton's little uh, cameo. Yeah, I thought he was quite yeah. funny. Yeah. He's like fourth build on the, in the credits. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. He's not really in the film all that much, is he? No, that's what I thought. Like I found com- that a little bit he's strange. He's a commentator at the Eurovision. Of all things, I thought his performance was very meh. It was. He could have had more to do. Yeah. They literally put him in a box and said, just say these lines. Yeah. They should have got him on stage. Could have, they, could have done, they could have done a lot more with Graham Norton. should have been hosting it. That would have been fun. What I thought was really good was the music. I really enjoyed the music throughout this. Even um, <laughs> you know, when they're in the bar and they're like, oh, we've got our wonderful new Eurovision song we want to perform. They're like, ah. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Play Ding Dong. Ding Dong. <laughs> just all those little moments were really were really cute and lovely. And then, you know, there's the performance that they do at the end. and Which I thought, was really good. I thought it was fantastic. It really tied up. That woman's voice is very, very, very good. Yeah, and I did all just, really enjoy that. All just came together. And, of course, there's a thing that they're constantly talking about. You've got to find your voice. Oh, yes. You've got to find the sprog note. <laughs> <laughs> and, again, it's just those little things that just make me giggle. Yeah, and make me smile for no other like. There's no other reason than a good solid dick joke <laughs> every single time. <laughs> will do it for I me. I would have thought Will Ferrell would have run out of those by now, but no, he keeps coming up with new ones. <laughs> he's, he's a master of his craft. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, were we expecting anything more or less? Well, I mean, they were. That? that was in the trailer, wasn't it? One of them was. So it's like, okay, I know what I'm in for. So I think they did. They did a really nice job of making it an ensemble piece, not a Will Ferrell comedy. I'd agree with that. Yeah, You would sell it to someone as a Will Ferrell comedy, but they're not going to get that. They're going to get something that is a lot of people sharing screen time to tell a story. Again, we talked about Jojo Rabbit last Mm -hmm. week making me cry due due to a song, Mm -hmm. and it bloody did it this week as well. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So they used music from Sigur Ross, and that's a... So they were big probably 10, 15 years ago. And that was big for me in my adolescent youth, you know, when you're sort of, you've got ideas about the world and all those sorts of things. And That's the song that he's playing like when he's walking through the airport, I think. Oh, there's a couple of Cigarettes songs, but I think sort of at the end of the very end of the third act and sort of things have all happened and the stories come full circle and it's just got this mum, you know, this it's just sort of rising in the background. I'm like... Oh, I know this song. Oh, it's <laughs> perfect for this moment. I'm like, oh, God. So, yeah. yeah, I had one of those moments. Well, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no worries. That's okay. Um, we'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we've had a pretty good, pretty thorough discussion about this one. Yeah. For, for something that we were a little bit worried mm-hmm. that, oh, we're actually going to have something to talk about with this because, as you say, it can be a bit, I guess, beige. 
mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> with the, with its type of film. It's not making any statements. It's not going to change the world. But if it's what you want in a viewing, then yeah. it's going well, to. I think it's also you. important to mention. I don't think it's trying to change the world. Like it's not. It's, it's not, not as if it's trying to be Jojo Rabbit and failed. It's. I think it's very much what it wanted to be. And I think that you know, we as long as we acknowledge that it's not anything, it's not trying to be. Then you know, it's that's the. the it's definitely thing. harmless. <laughs> mostly harmless. harmless mostly harmless <laughs> that's, that's yeah well I think it's a good time to give a rating and last week oh what do we have do we have tropical we had tropical hand, hand grenades. grenades yeah yep. well which is seeing as it's like Eurovision and it's kind of I guess it's kind of a celebration why don't we have like a cocktail like a I don't know a coconut cocktail or something like coconut a, co- cocktail. a cocktail inside a coconut I was going to go volcanoes just because Iceland's covered in that volcano uh, well, it's got several volcanoes, and that's an island as well. Yeah, we could do that. Beautiful. All right. So, how many <laughs> Icelandic volcanoes? No, tropical volcanoes. Tro- tropical volcanoes. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, how many tropical volcanoes um, do you give Fire Saga? Yeah. To, to to use Steve's Steve's words, it is a harmless movie. There are things in this film I really like. There are jokes in this film I really like, and and it's more. I just wish there was more of the absurd stuff, and they committed more to that because I think that was when it was strongest. So it's not a film I think I'd rush to see again, but I think I'd happily watch it on a Sunday afternoon if I was bored and it came up. I'd go, yeah, I'll watch that again. So I, I'm going to give it a three and a half. I'm definitely not the target audience uh, because I reckon I reckon if someone who enjoyed Eurovision Song Contest actually watched the film, they'd probably get a real good laugh right out of it. But for me, it's it's super middle of the road. Uh, it's, like I said, harmless. I don't begrudge anyone else watching it and enjoying it, but it, I would definitely not going to sit down and watch it again. It's probably like a two. A two. A two. What did you give Taylor Swift? Three. Oh. So you, okay. Because I would definitely much rather watch this than the, the Taylor Swift documentary. Yeah, definitely a two. A two. Okay. Based on me being able to just enjoy it as a film and not have to think about things. And it hit it perfectly with some of the comedy and the music was great and the cinematography was fantastic. I'm just going to throw it out there and just give it a five. Whoa, all right then. Because it's just, it was... It tickled you at the right place. It right tickled time. me in the right places <laughs> and that's what I needed. So, Fair So I'm quite happy with that, if you don't mind. Of course um, not. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're all looking at Steve at the moment, aren't we? So. <laughs> like I said, I don't begrudge anyone their rating on this film. I, I, yeah. Kind of enjoyed it, you know. There's no. What I will recommend is go watch Iceland's uh, nomination for this year's Eurovision co- Song Contest. Okay. Their, nom- their their entry for it was hilarious. So it's better than Fire Saga, then. The, yeah, the band, the, the, the yeah. fictitious band Fire <laughs> yeah. Saga. Yeah. Well, there yeah, maybe, maybe it's done exactly what it wants you to do and go and watch more Eurovision stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for volcanoes, it got. Oh, I can't do the math quickly in my top of my head. Five, three and a half, two. So ten and a half. Ten, ten and, and a half. half. That's Man. not bad. That's not, not bad. too bad. Yeah. I think, you know, it's a general win for the film. Why not? <laughs> and for the world as a whole. <laughs> well, we have been Trailer Island. You can find us on wherever you get your podcasts from, trailerisland.com.au. You can send us an email, contact at trailerisland.com.au. That's where we got tonight's episode was from someone sending in a request. Yes, keep so, doing that. Thank you so much so for writing to us. Keep doing that. We really appreciate it. We've got a Facebook. We've got a Twitter. It is... Uh, at Island Trailer, and that's why I want to hear all your your uh, Eurovision song 
uh, contest ballad of <laughs> fire song reviews as well. Tweet them at us, please. Oh, no. Please, please. please yes, and there's an Instagram as well. Uh, it's been wonderful having you this week on Trail Island. I've been Alex. I've been joined by... And Steve as well. I'm here. And Matthew's also here. Yay. And we will see you next week on the next episode of the Trailer Island Podcast. Good night. This is a Narrative Network podcast.